Welcome to Day 129, Season 2, Shaped by the Word, the Drama of Scripture. And uh, we found ourselves in a nice little story that's a story within the story, uh, but it shows hope that goes all the way uh, to the person of Christ. And so not only do we see portraits of the person of Christ in this story, we see hints of uh, of his coming and of the kind of king you know that he will be so we're in the book of Ruth and we're in chapter 2 in chapter 1 uh, Naomi and Elimelech have gone with their sons into the land of Moab to find you know comfort in a place that is, is far from the covenant promises of God they've met with calamity there but one of the beautiful things that has come out of the calamity was uh, one of uh, Naomi's daughter-in-laws Ruth who was showing covenant faithfulness, you know, beyond that of, of any of the Israelites in, in, in this story uh, to uh, to her mother-in-law. And, of course, it is a, is a picture of the grace that we find in Christ. And Matt pointed out yesterday, there's just nice, you know, glimmers of grace all the way through. And we'll continue that as we go to chapter 2. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you've given us your heart in Scripture. We thank you for the honesty of your word. It shows the blemishes and the flaws of your people and the unfaithfulness of your people and very hard moments in their lives and very you know, tense moments in their relationship with you. But we thank you that it is a story that begins and ends uh, with your grace. And it leads us deeper into your presence to know your heart. So we pray as we read that we would indeed be shaped by your word and we would indeed enter into the drama of what you are doing to redeem the world uh, that we see in scripture it's in your holy name we pray amen now naomi had a relative on her husband's side a man of standing from the clan of elimelech whose name was boaz and ruth the moabite said to naomi let me go to the fields and pick up leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes i find favor Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, Why does that young woman, Who does that one young woman belong to? The overseer replied, She is a Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained uh, here from morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I've told the men not to lay a hand on you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother in your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread, and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. 
So he got up to glean. Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves, and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up, and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, This man is one of our close relatives. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finished harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It would be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. So you find uh, further acts of kindness, both on the parts of Ruth and, of course, in this man, um, Boaz as well, who is, is recognizing Ruth. We, we have a hard you know, time realizing just how vulnerable Naomi and Ruth are at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their only hope is a, is a hope that you know, God has given provision for, for the poorest in the land to be able you know, to glean from the fields. And for uh, even those who had, and, and Boaz, obviously a, a wealthy man coming to a field from another town, so he had multiple fields and you know, multiple towns. You know where 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 he is coming, uh, but to leave the corners of the field and to let people glean from the field, mm-hmm. and so people have an honorable way, you know, to mm-hmm. meet their needs. Mm-hmm. So you see God's rich provision for the poor, and you see in um, Boaz, you know, the heart, you know, of God for the poor as He recognizes and makes special provision in it for this young lady. And, and obviously she was vulnerable. Any place she goes, she could have. You remember, he says a couple of times, do not reprimand, do not rebuke. She would have been made fun of. She would have been rebuked. She would have been talked down to. But he, mm-hmm. he talks to her with dignity and with honor and provides you know, for her. And she comes away with about 30 pounds an effa <laughs> of, of, of grain. That is, a, that is a hard day's work, just picking up one stalk at a time and, mm-hmm. and gleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just see so much um, abundance, I guess, abundance of kindness from Boaz um, toward her, that he would even see her, that he would even take notice of her. Um, And definitely um, Boaz, to me, is definitely a a picture um, of what we would see in Jesus, that, that he sees those who often go unseen, um, those who are on the outside, um, and he takes notice and, um, and offers much more than they could ever imagine or than we could ever imagine, really. Um, and so I, I think like when we read this chapter, we see such kindness in Boaz um, that can only be um like it's on purpose like to see that so he's he's not only providing for her and seeing her but he's also protecting her um and encouraging her so he's he's providing all of these things for this specific Mm -hmm. woman that he has absolutely no commitment no obligation towards um and then also another thought was just that ruth not only brings back this ephah of 
of um, barley. Is it barley? I don't mm-hmm. even remember. Um, but she brings out what she had left, what she didn't eat. Um, like she brought home Naomi um, her leftovers that she hadn't eaten. So I just thought that was that shows her her loving heart toward her mother-in-law that she wants to take good care um, of her. So just this like humility um, in taking care of of other people that we see. No, and, and Ruth realized that she was taking a real risk by going into anybody's field, risk of indignity, mm-hmm. risk of being made fun of, risk of actually being abused and taken advantage of. And uh, she took that on herself rather than, you know, subjecting Naomi to that. Mm-hmm. She said, let me go do this, you know, for us. Mm-hmm. And I do concur with um, Katie, just the image of Christ and Boaz. I mean, I mean, the Moabites were arch enemies, right? And yet, you know, this foreigner, this Moabite woman uh, is shown dignity. And we think of the scripture that while we were at one time God's enemies, that, you know, he He brought us in. And, of course, Christ laid down his life for us. And showed the depth of his kindness to us yes. and the riches we received in, the Lord, in Christ. And, and you're right, that would have been one more layer in the risk, you know, that Ruth was taking. She's uh, not not part of the covenant people so she's not really entitled Mm -hmm. you know to be able to do this Mm -hmm. and so she could have been rejected you know simply you know as being a foreigner Mm -hmm. you know by the other women who were gleaning and by the servants themselves and even you know even by uh, boaz so there's just another layer of vulnerability that you find in ruth that's met with great kindness Mm -hmm. you know from boaz yeah I, i love the emphasis um just on what the Lord is doing in this moment, but also what He's He has done in Boaz's life and Ruth's life, even so much so that when Ruth goes out into a field, you get that little note from the author, you know, as it turned out, it just happened to be in the field of Boaz, you know. Mm-hmm. But we already met Boaz, and we know that, you know, he was a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech. You see the way that he he interacts with his servants and they respond back to him. The way that he allows gleaning to happen on the edge of the fields that he's actually mm-hmm. faithful mm-hmm. to the to the law and and we've already met Ruth and we know that she, you know, God is is at work in her and she's become a woman that's honorable. And so I just love the Lord is is has sovereignly placed Ruth in this field in a man whom he's been working, you know, in and is is a covenant guy, and, and these two people, Ruth and Boaz, will kind of become those images of covenant faithfulness no you know, for the nation of Israel. And mm-hmm. we shouldn't forget that this is uh, this is a uh, beautiful portrait against the dark uh, backdrop yeah. of the Book yeah. of Judges. Yeah. So exactly. this is happening in the time of Judges, and, and you're, you're probably very right. Faithfulness was probably a rare thing in Israel. Uh, you know, from the overall you know you know climate of you know the nation, yeah. it's not to mean that there's not a few faithful people sure. always, and God doesn't always preserve a remnant. But you do see that, and of course, you do have a a, a wonderful you know view of you know what we call the providence of God, how God is working in our circumstances mm-hmm. to bring about His purpose, and that none of our circumstances are accidental; they're under the providential guidance mm-hmm. of God for His mm-hmm. glory, for our joy. And for our ultimate good and salvation in Christ Jesus, and you see just a little picture of God's providence, you know, at work here. And of course, we have to. This is the first time we see the word um, "redeemer," right? Is this kindred redeemer? What's what chapter or what verse is that? Yeah, the the, the NIV Gardner translated guardian redeemer. I do, I do like you know, it's a you know, it's a general word. 
it's a legal term and the term means someone who is obligated to act on uh, behalf of another mm-hmm. you know for the sake of the family but I do like I do like the older term kinsman redeemer yeah. because not only uh, you know is, is uh, Boaz a a guardian but he is he is a kinsman and because mm-hmm. of because of the fam- familial relationship he acts on the best interest mm-hmm. of the lowly in his family and of course as the ultimate mm-hmm. you know picture of Christ as our older brother he is our kinsman redeemer mm-hmm. who acts on the interest uh, of the lowly uh, because of the family relationship we've been adopted into God's family yeah my footnote says that um, this person is a close re- relative responsible for getting family members out of difficulties but it also describes God as rescuer of Israel from Egyptian slavery. So, yeah, he's our deliverer. <laughs> now, yeah, our portrait of God and uh, portrait of God and in the Exodus, and a portrait yeah. of you know of God in Christ Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. You have to love too. In verse twelve, may the Lord repay you for what you have done. You know, he said, "I know who you are. We've heard heard all about you and your faithfulness to Naomi." Um, may you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. You know, and that that phrase we're going to see that over and over again in the Psalms. You know that God, mm-hmm. God is a God who spreads out His wings over His people, and His people take refuge. And then Ruth is willing to do what later on when we see Jesus use this image, say, you know, how mm-hmm. long I've I've come to to gather you under my mm-hmm. wings, but you were unwilling. No doubt. And so Ruth's mm-hmm. willing to do what Israel. Was, was not willing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect picture, and of course, it's a very uh, maternal picture, of, you know, of God. We talk of you know God as Father, but it's the maternal instinct to gather and protect the young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, it, it's a it's a beautiful picture just of the tenderness you know that the Lord has, and also the tenderness we can find when we do you know seek refuge uh, underneath His wing. Not just you know kindness, but you know tenderness, compassion, and, and, and great concern, mm-hmm. you know as well. Well, Cindy, why don't you uh, close us with a word of prayer? Certainly, Father. What a beautiful chapter! Um, reminds me of the verse that says that it is your kindness that leads us to repentance. And Father, that's just who you are. You deal with us um, in kind ways beyond what we deserve, um, and yet in your love, you have. Uh, offered your very son as a gift, as a sacrifice, that we might have fellowship with you. So we thank you, Father, for your work, for the work on the cross, for the work in the world, and for the work in our hearts, Father. And we thank you for this story. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.